0: Hi, good morning. Thank you for joining me. It's Caroline Walrat with Morning with Caroline. And I hope you do have that cup of coffee or that cup of tea or that glass of water. And I really wish you a hammock. (laughs) Anyway, whatever you're doing, thank you for joining me. How many of you know about remote viewing? I learned about it earlier on with Art Bell in the late nineties. On coast to coast, Art Bell was the host. And if you ever want a very interesting com- set of conversations, you can go on and subscribe to the archives. Um, George Norrie's awesome too, but I think that Art Bell was really available and very important in that era because there was no internet. And we, t- he brought to the, to our thoughts things that nobody else talked about. I mean, he brought people in about ghosts and and maybe about psychic ability, but even about projects that were going on and a little bit off, a little bit something that wasn't normal, but boy, did we enjoy it. You know, and remote viewing was one of those. I had never heard of it. Well, there was one program in March of 97 where there were three remote viewers on and they were with the government. They actually had been early on asked to perfect perfect the whole project of remote viewing because for them, they had to locate things like hostages and bombs and things like that. And how do you do it? A psychic was one thing, but to have a A project that everyone could use and a protocol that everyone could follow and get to the same answer was really important. So these three people happened to be, I believe all three of them were Navy SEALs and the Navy SEALs had a job to do. There were eight of them. The one person was talking this, speaking of the story where there were eight uh, remote viewers in the service, of course, and they were sitting at the table and they had to find Uh, hostages in another country. They didn't know where they were or how they were. And all eight of them had a target, they call it a target. And so in with this target, a remote viewer will actually acquire accurate direct knowledge that's not available to our ordinary senses. And it can give us locations and events. And they transfer It can be about distance and time. It doesn't even have to be about the present. It can be about the past, present, or future. So the remote viewers, as they're using the target of these hostages, didn't talk with each other, but of course they had an independent process. They all had the same process, and they all came up with an answer in order to find, and they did find these hostages. But what was really amazing to the, to the, um, the guest was that there was a division of labor in the answers. So here we are not talking about psychic ability. We're talking about reaching maybe into a dimension we haven't tapped in before to get information that all of us could do if we were all on the same page of figuring out what it is we wanted to know. So figure out what you want to know and the answer will come. But besides that, there was a division of labor. So two of them actually saw where the hostage, about the hostages, how they were in their health and how many boys and men and women and that, et cetera, information. And then two would find out more and locate how many and information about the perpetuators. And interesting enough, two discovered a map, and they could locate the map, and they found them right on where they found them in this map. It's pretty good, pretty good work. And I don't remember the last two had to find out or what they found out, but I'm sure it was important to the whole. And that's the whole idea. The whole idea, in the whole is that everyone contribute a piece of information that was very specific to the outcome. And I always thought, well, gee, I wonder how much of that in human behavior we have. So I've been thinking about that, say, for an example with a family. You have a family you'll even say of four. Let's say you have four roommates, or you have four people living in a place, or six people. Oh, you know, some places have eight and ten people. But the bottom line is that in a committee meeting or at work or any place and you have to solve a problem, everybody's part is important to the answer of the whole. And it's so easy to dismiss other people's opinion. I think it's human nature. Oh, I'm better, I know more than you do, da da, da, da you know but I don't think that's what we're asking for. I think if we really, really, and I feel, not just think, that if we truly want everyone to participate, they will come up with an answer to the problem that everyone... I often remember uh, The Beautiful Mind. It's one of my favorite movies because... The answer in Beautiful Mind was the physics. I think it was a Nobel Prize winner. One for a physical equation that showed that the only lasting answer to a problem is when everybody wins. Everyone has to win something to the answer of the problem and it has longevity. I think that's brilliant. Isn't it a brilliant mind? It's brilliant. Listen, guys, go forth and really enjoy your day. I really hope you find some happiness in it. Some days are pretty tough and some days are much better. But do know that I believe God's always with us. I really believe that if we ask for the answer in any dimension you want to look for, you can get it as long as your intent is pure. And just in the, by by the way, while you're at it, thank him for everything you have. I think it's time for gratitude. Okay, have thanks again for joining me. You guys are great. Okay, thanks so much. Bye-bye.